I'm excited to preach this word tonight. Um, I might go a little faster than normal because I'm just excited with it. Uh, but I pray that I can get and come across with it accordingly. Tonight is a Thursday night and on Thursday nights a lot of times I love the teachings. I love when we have different teachers come behind the pulpit. So I might put my teaching hat on a majority. I don't think I'm going to really bring the preaching because it is a little bit more of a teaching because there are definitions, there's clarity, uh, there's a little bit of uh, exposition and even a little bit of repetition. In other words, you got to say it again. That's teaching. And so I might do that uh, but there's so much to this so that's why I might not I just say I ah, skip it there's so much going on with this because actually this is a two-part message uh, that needs even a little bit more uh, explanation but uh, we're in the month of wisdom this is the last day for that this month of August for wisdom and so tonight I want to give you the last part of what I believe, if you listen to all the messages, I was looking at all of them uh, from uh, Brother Matt, Pastor Greg, uh, uh, Pastor Toby, and myself, just different uh, preachers that have been preaching on wisdom and being able to conclude it. And I pray that I do it just a little bit of justice here tonight. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, if you have it, say, mm-hmm. All right. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and discipline, to comprehend words of insight, to receive instruction in wise living and righteousness, justice and equity, to impart prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and gain instruction, and the discerning acquire wise counsel to understand the proverbs and parables the saying and riddles of the wise father remove me place your holy spirit behind this pulpit that he that has an ear let him hear and father let there be knowledge and understanding that can breed wisdom because father every one of us in this place needs just a little bit of wisdom even more so the man holding the microphone i think more than ever father have your way in jesus mighty name and all the saints of god said before you're seated shake your neighbor's hand and tell them spiritual wisdom then you may be seated there was a young new bank president who made an appointment with his bank predecessor who was about to retire. He wanted some advice before his predecessor retired and then he took over the responsibilities. So he asked his predecessor, he said, how did you become successful? His predecessor looked at him and said, two words, good decisions. Well, how does one make good decisions? The young banker asked. He said, one word. The predecessor said, experience. The young banker then asked him, well, how does one gain experience? The predecessor looked at him and said, bad decisions. Life is full of decisions. Every single one of us 
have made decisions. Some of us have been making bad decisions. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of making bad decisions. Oh, can I hear an amen on that one? I'm going to need a little bit of preaching back on that one. I am tired. How many are tired of making bad decisions? Some of us are still feeling the effects of bad decisions that we made in the past. Well, I thought I'd get a little bit of louder amen on that one. I'll say it one more time. Some of us are still feeling the bad effects of our bad decisions of the past. Some of us physically. Some of you made some decisions that messed you up physically. Emotionally. Some of you put yourself in a, in, in a place that it still replays in your mind and you can't get rid of it. Spiritually. There's so many decisions that we made from our past that if, I'm, if we're being honest, there are probably many of us that if we could go back, we would probably change that decision. Right? From the things that we have now learned, I would go back. I have yet to meet a person that has been satisfied with every single decision of their entire life. I haven't met anybody yet. Because we go through life making decisions and many of them have been regretful. See, the ability to make good decisions, the Bible calls it wisdom. The ability to make good decisions, good decisions is wisdom. It's the ability to choose well. The ability to make right choices. The ability to see things the way God sees them and act upon the knowledge that you see through the perception of God. See, I want to speak to you tonight about the blessings of spiritual wisdom, which is the ability to make good decisions. Somebody say good decisions. The book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. The book of Proverbs is really the book of wisdom. And if you understand this, you're going to know where to go when you need wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Verse 20 says, Wisdom calls out in the streets. She lifts her voice in the square. Now let me ask you this. I wonder if there's anybody here that you're tired of making bad decisions. If you're tired of making bad decisions, then know this. Wisdom is crying out for you in the streets. But can you hear her voice? Do you know what her voice sounds like? Can you understand that when wisdom is crying out, that you can distinguish between all the other voices that you've been listening to throughout the whole week? Do you know what wisdom sounds like? Look at your neighbor and ask them, do you know what wisdom sounds like? If you're tired of making bad decisions, there's a solution called wisdom. See, wisdom is this. Wisdom is the God-given ability to perceive the true nature of a thing and then implement the will of God regarding it. I'm going to say that one more time. Wisdom is the God-given ability to perceive what is true. To perceive and see the truth of the matter and then be able to do something with the truth. Are you hearing me? See, this is very important. You have to, you have to catch this. 
Wisdom is not just knowledge. It's the implementation of what to do with once you get that information. That's what wisdom is. It is the God-given ability to pursue, perceive the true nature of a thing and then implement the will of God regarding it. In other words, you can see what's going on and then you can act on the information that is factual or true. Somebody say true. Somebody say truth. Wisdom is critical because life is filled with twists and turns. We are constantly having to make decisions around every turn that life brings our way. See, wisdom, in order to perceive the true nature of a thing, you have to know what is true. In other words, there's a lot of information out there, but do you know the truth? I'll say it like this. There's a lot of information, but there's not a lot of knowledge. I'll put it like that. There's a lot of information. We live in a, in a generation. We live in a culture. We live in a nation that the, the, the word has become prevalent all over our nation and even all over the world. It's called fake news. Like it's just one word now. It's not even two words. It's one word. Fake news. So in other words, you can't tell the difference. And as a Christian, it's very important that you should be able to tell the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Because if you can't perceive what is right, the difference between what is right and wrong, how are you going to make a good decision? What you're going to do is you're just going to rely on an experience and go, well, whatever happens, happens. And God's saying, why would you do that when I have given you wisdom? Why would you let whatever happens, happens when I've given you the opportunity to have and attain wisdom? See, by knowledge, he's not talking about information. He's talking about what is true. See, this is what you got to understand. God is true. The Bible says that God be true and every man be a liar. So God's word is true. God's understanding is true. So wisdom starts with what God says on the subject of what you're pursuing. If God is true... And what you and I have experienced sometimes is not exactly the truth. Then you must go and seek what God is trying to give you, which is true. It's very important. You have to understand this. Knowledge is not enough. When you pursue knowledge and you pursue the understanding, you're going to know what the facts are because you got it from God. And if you got it from God, know this. God doesn't make a mistake. If you've gotten it from God, because God is not a liar, God gives the truth. If you've got it from God, now you need to know what to do with it. And what to do with it is called understanding. Knowledge, in other words, what is true from God, because you want to get it directly from God. Don't get it directly from man, because they can give you hashtag fake news. You want to get it from God. That's the truth. And then you want to implement it. You want to apply it. You want to use it. That's called understanding. Knowledge is what's real, what's true. And what to do with it is understanding. In other words, how am I supposed to handle this thing? How am I supposed to handle this uh, uh, situation? 
You could have the information, but still not know what to do with it. The older generation used to say, that young man is book smart, but he doesn't have common sense. Right? You ever heard that before? They're book smart. They just ain't got any common smart. They're not common sense. They don't have it like that. Uh, in other words, think of it like this. Have you ever met somebody that was just stupid smart? Like, man, this guy is a genius and an idiot at the same time. Because, like they say, I can give it to you, but what you're going to do with it? You could come here on a Thursday night, on a Sunday morning, and we could give it to you. Pastor, oh, that was good. Oh, that's good stuff. I like that. But if you leave it here, what good is that? Oh, that, man, that's a good word. I should be slow to speak. That's a good idea. I should be quick to listen. That's a good word here in the sanctuary. But how come we don't apply it over there? You see what I'm saying? See, that, that's where wisdom has to come to your situation. See, what this person is saying or giving is the information. But not knowing what to do with it is not having the understanding. See, this is what's very important. Knowledge is the information of something. Understanding is what to do with that information. And so what happens is, if you want wisdom, this is what you got to do. Knowledge and understanding must get married. And when knowledge and understanding gets married, it has a baby called wisdom. That's what it is. I got the information. That's good info. Thank you for that. But now I must apply it. And when you apply it, somebody goes, hey, you're a wise man. Like, really? I'm, just, I'm not all that wise. I got the truth from God, and I just applied it because the Holy Spirit came and told me, hey, all right, I look pretty smart. Have you ever done something before, and you had no idea how you did it, but people come up to you and go, hey, that man, you're smart. Hey, thank you. You didn't come up with that. That wasn't from you. But the Holy Spirit came upon. That's wisdom. See, when you start finding yourself in positions and places where then all of a sudden people start getting, hey, thank you. That was good wisdom. That, that was good smart. That was good information. And you find yourself going, but I didn't do anything. God's given you wisdom. God can give you wisdom on a subject that you have no information about. Did you know that? Hey, hey, let me give you a quick example. Quick example. When I became the pastor here, I was only married a few years. But God, because believe me, I, had, I, still, I still don't have marriage down. Can I hear an amen, Chella? <laughs> but for whatever reason, when I would sit down with couples that have been married longer than me, I would start sharing some things. And I would start saying some things, not out of my experience, but out of the unction of the Holy Ghost. And people would go, hey, pastor, thank you. I, I really, that, that's really good stuff. And then I would tell myself, where did I get that from? I never, I don't know. How, did, how did that even happen? Where did that, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, you know what it is? It's wisdom. 
wisdom. When the Holy Spirit comes, gives you some information that you're seeking right here, and then he gives you the Holy Spirit, and out it comes. Information coupled together with understanding, all of a sudden, there's wisdom. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some wisdom. Now, if you want wisdom, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4, look at this. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4 says, If you seek it like silver and search it out like hidden treasure. This is what I like. Search for it like hidden treasure. Why does the Bible call it hidden treasure? Out of all things. Why does the Bible say that wisdom is like hidden treasure? You know why? It's because you got to go digging for it. In other words, it doesn't happen like a fruit on the tree. You can't just pass by and pluck it out the air. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was good. That's good wisdom. No, you actually have to go and go after it. And I believe the Bible says hidden treasure is because if you know anything and you watched any pirate movie ever before, you would know that hidden treasure, you got to dig for it. It's buried in there. You have to go out. It doesn't just happen by, oh, it just happened. It just, I use myself right now, but I'm telling you, the reason why I would share those things is because all of a sudden it would come out, all my late night studying would come out, and it's like, hey, that's pretty good wisdom. Thanks, Pastor. Well, believe me, we were just talking right there, but you know what they were hearing? They were hearing my 11 o'clock studying, my midnight studying, my 2 o'clock in the morning praying. That, that's what they were getting. They weren't just getting the counsel from that moment. They were getting the buried treasure that I found. I just didn't know how to use it until the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Knowledge with understanding has a baby called wisdom. Now, how do you get it? You got to go digging for it. Tell your neighbor, you got to dig for it. You have to really want wisdom. You have to want it. This is very important. You have to search after wisdom. You have to dig for it. Why does the Bible say, I believe, why does it say dig for it? Because if you really want it, you will dig for it. You'll have no problem going after the prize. You'll have no problem getting on your hands and your knees and digging for wisdom. If you really want it. Look at your neighbor and say, do you really want it? Have you ever been to the beach and you've seen those people with the headphones on and they got that big old long metal detector? You ever seen them before? And they're going over there and all of a sudden you can hear it a little bit sometimes. It goes off. Oh, they get in there and they got to dig and they got to dig and they get in there. And boom. And the reason why they're looking for it is because they don't know what's in there. But one thing they do know is that what's ever in there is valuable. If you understand that wisdom is valuable, you'll dig for it. Doesn't matter how long it takes. We had a leaders meeting just the other day, and two of you leaders, what did I tell you guys, right? I told this to the leaders, two of them in particular, and I told you guys. I said, you want it, right, Jason? Didn't I tell you? I told you. And I said, look, if you really want it, you're going to have to stay up late night. You got the gift of teaching? Then get in there. Dig in there. Sometimes you're going to do it late in the midnight hour when no one else is awake and you're going to have to, what they call, burn the candle. Burn the candle. Get in there and dig in there. 
You may not apply it right then. You may not apply it tomorrow. You may not apply it next week. But one day the Holy Spirit is going to come and you're going to apply it and you're going to have understanding of when to do it. But you've got to dig for it. It doesn't just happen. You can't pluck it out of the air. You've got to dig for it. One thing I've learned in pursuing education is that I've seen a lot of smart people not have any wisdom. I've seen a lot of people with degrees. They can't use the degree because they don't know how to use wisdom. There must be wisdom to the information that you're getting. It's very important. You know what the Bible says? This is what really tripped me out. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Wisdom is supreme, so acquire wisdom. Okay? I know you guys are chewing on that one right now. In other words, the first thing about getting wisdom is desire wisdom. You have to want it. it can't, in other words, wisdom is not a happy meal. I can't buy it for you. You have to go after it. You have to get it. I can, I can come here and I can share things with you on a Thursday. Uh, Pastor Toby can come behind the pulpit. Uh, Pastor Paul can come back here. Pastor Greg and the different ministers. And they can share things. And you can go, oh, that's really good. Oh, thank you. Oh, a powerful word. That's a great word. But you need a personal word that you can apply to your life. And it's called wisdom. You need it for yourself. The Bible calls Solomon the wisest man ever to live. Now, what really tripped me out about King Solomon is that there's a particular story in the Bible that really got me, even when I first read it. There's a story in the Bible where uh, uh, two women were brought to King Solomon. And two women were brought to King Solomon with one baby. And they both claimed that the baby was theirs. That's my baby. That's my baby. So Solomon called a servant over with these two women and the baby. And he said, take out your sword and cut the baby in half. So all of a sudden, one of the first woman said, yes, kill the baby. The second woman then said, no, don't kill the baby. Give the baby to her. Solomon then, in his wisdom, in what is true, had to perceive it. All of a sudden said, now I know you're the mother of this baby. Wisdom. Take the true nature of something, perceive it, and then apply it. It's one thing just to get the information, but you have to apply it. If you want wisdom, you must go after it. You must go after what I like to call the prize at the bottom of the box. When I was a kid, I used to buy the cereals or I would force my parents to buy the cereals that I would see on the front cover. It said, buy this cereal and there's a prize. So I couldn't wait to get home because guess what? I opened it up and I would go right for the prize. And then guess what? In would walk my mom and she would say, hey, get your hand off of my food. If you want that prize, you're going to have to eat it first. Eat the food, then you can get the prize. Some of you, you got to eat the word, then you can get the prize. You're going to get it, but you got to get in the word. Listen, a Thursday night 
well, a half hour of me preaching to you is not going to give you the wisdom that you need. Some of you need wisdom on relationships. You need to go and you've got to dig for it. Some of you need wisdom on money. You need to go dig for it. Some of you need wisdom on finance. Some of you need wisdom at your job. Some of you need wisdom with your boss. Some of you, look at, in order for you to get the prize, you got to eat the word. Get in there and dig for it. Now, the question here is, how would I or how do I Get on wisdom's highway. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says this. In other words, where do I start? I got to start. Somebody say start it. Look at your neighbor and say you got to start. Proverbs chapter 9. This is how you start. Are you ready? We're going to start getting wisdom. How many want wisdom? Raise your hand. Not everybody wants wisdom? Wow. How many have hands? Okay, good. All right. If you didn't raise your hand, you raise your hand. The second one, give you wisdom. You have hands. All right. There it is. One more time. How many want wisdom? How many do? Okay, I need wisdom. All right. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Here, let's start. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In other words, you can't even get started without the fear of the Lord. You cannot even ask for wisdom. You cannot even be on the highway of wisdom if you don't have a fear of the Lord. A fear of the Lord is the originating point for wisdom. Now, really quickly, when I say the fear of the Lord, right of people equate fear with scared. That's not what I'm saying. Fear of the Lord is not being scared of the Lord. Are you you got to hear me out on this one. I don't have a lot of time to get into this because I'm focusing in on wisdom. But I'm just real briefly, gonna, you have to understand what I mean by the fear of the Lord. Fear is this. Fear is a reverencing for God in his person and in his position. Fear is this. Reverencing for God in his person and in his position. In other words, no fear of God, no wisdom for you. It's very important. You want wisdom? Okay, let's get started. Start with the fear of the Lord. But if you don't fear the Lord, then don't be surprised if you don't get any wisdom. Don't be surprised. You must fear the Lord. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 5 says it like this. The foundation of wisdom is fearing God. Verse 6 says the fear of the Lord is the key that unlocks the door to his special treasure in other words i must treat god for like who he is he is the king and i'm going to treat him as such i understand his personhood and he is my savior he is my god and i reverence him accordingly i am a temple everybody say this i am the temple I carry the Spirit, and I have reverence for my Savior. If you have a reverence, then wherever you go, you must fear the Lord. You don't just fear the Lord when you're sitting down in a church building. Are you catching that? Because you are the temple, and you take the Spirit 
wherever you go. And so because you take the spirit wherever you go, you must reverence him wherever you're at. That is fearing the Lord. Now, I know some of you might be asking, well, I fear the Lord, but how do I know that my fear is a righteous fear, is a righteous reverence? How do I know that it's not just a Sunday go to church kind of uh, feeling of fear? This is how you know. To answer that question, how do you know that it's a righteous fear, that is a righteous understanding of fear, is this. When you obey him, even when it's not what you prefer to do. When you obey him, even when it's not what you prefer to do. In other words, even when it doesn't seem like it's an advantage for you to do, you still obey him anyways. You still have the information, what is true, You've been searching the scriptures. You've been going out. You've been going to Bible study. You've been listening in the men's home and not falling asleep. You've actually been there taking heed. You take the word. You take the instructions. And then you apply it. And you apply it even if it doesn't seem advantageous to your situation. Well, how, how, this doesn't even make sense. But because God told it to me, I'm going to do it. Do you see that? It's reverencing who he is and who his position is. Then what you do after that will determine whether you fear him or not. Here's a perfect example. Let's say you're driving down the highway at 90 miles an hour. Let's say I'm driving down the highway at 90 miles an hour you're driving faster than the speed limit and all of a sudden as you're driving you see out of the corner of your eye your peripheral vision you see a cop car you're driving fast all of a sudden because what you saw the presence of that policeman then changed something inside of you Lights aren't on. He's not coming after you. But just the policeman's presence, you adjusted your life. So all of a sudden, you see the cop car, something begins to happen in your heart. The spirit of Eminem comes on you. Palms are sweaty. Things are heavy. And all of a sudden, your mind then tells your foot, take your foot off of the gas. You must now adjust to the law because of the presence of the policeman. When you understand the presence, you'll adjust to the law. Now look at this. What do you call a person who's driving 90 miles an hour, sees the policeman, then speeds up to 100 miles an hour. What would you call that person? Fool? What would you? That's what the Bible says. Only a fool would despise wisdom. Only a fool would, only a fool 
would recognize the presence of God and do the complete opposite of who God is. Only a fool would do that. But let's be honest. Can I take the example a step further? Some of you, some of us, if you're like me, you see the signs and you see what is written and then you look for the policeman. And if you don't see the policeman, you don't do what the word says. Now, how do you know what the word is? It's written right there. No U-turn. Here's the speed limit. Dead end. The word's telling you what to do. But if you're like many of us, we look for the policeman. We don't see the policeman. So because we don't see the policeman, we don't feel his presence. We don't see any of that. I'm going to go ahead and disobey the word. And if you're like me, many times you look for the policeman. You don't see the policeman. I'm just going to keep going. And then the moment you keep going, there's a policeman right behind you. All because you didn't take heed to the word. Wisdom is in the word. You must look for it, dig after it, get it, and then when you see the signs where the word applies, take heed to the word because you fear his presence. Sometimes you're going to be in a situation and you're not going to feel his presence. But can you still take heed to the word? Can you still do it? Sometimes you're going to wake up in the morning and you're not going to feel like being a Christian today. You're not going to feel like praying in the morning. You're not going to feel like reading the word of God. You're not going to feel like being a good person to your neighbor. But guess what? We don't go by feelings. We go by the word of God. Come on, if you go by the word of God, give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. See, many of us are living our own lives according to our own wisdom because we don't see any policemen in sight. I want to challenge you here tonight. Take what is written and apply it to your life. Now, the fear of the Lord is the starting point for wisdom. The reason why many of us can't acquire wisdom is because we don't reverence who he is. See, wisdom is that powerful thing that only God can give you like a helicopter in the sky. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom takes you above the situation so you can see where not to go. Have you ever watched the news before and they've had a helicopter? Here we are, Channel 7 News, and we're seeing the police chase right now. And so because you're watching it on TV, you can kind of see, ooh, ooh, wow, and you're kind of like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't, oh, no, you know, like, you ever done that before? And you're like, oh, man, oh, he just, oh, he barely missed her. Oh, that was crazy. Like, whoa, oh, man. See, you're sitting in your seat from the perspective 
of wisdom. You know where to go and where not to go because you could see it. When you're in it, it's a lot harder to apply wisdom. When you're in it, yo, I'm going 90 miles an hour and I don't even care who I hit. I don't care who's around. What? That's just the truth. That's just the way. Well, I just tell the truth. I just say it like it is. Well, you don't like the truth? There's no wisdom in that. See, that's what the world says. I'm just going to speak my mind. You don't want to speak my mind. You don't what? I can't, I can't say what I want. No. You could say whatever you want, but if I were you, I would use wisdom before you say it. Use wisdom. It's a whole lot. Of, you, you know what a good thing to do is? I know many of you love to bite the butterfingers, and those are good to bite, but you know what's better than biting a butterfinger? Bite your tongue. Sometimes you can just bite your tongue. Oh, you know what? Mm. Are you okay? Mm. Mm. Sometimes you got to just bite your tongue. That's using wisdom sometimes. You have to learn how to apply this wisdom. See, God sees the bigger picture. Job chapter 28, we're going to get ready to close right here. This is a two-part message. I got a whole lot more, but I really hope. Are you guys getting something here tonight? Spiritual wisdom. Job chapter 28, verse 12. I like the way this book puts it, this is right before the book of Psalms, which is before the book of Proverbs, Job chapter 28, verse 12. If you have it, say amen. If you've got it, say wisdom. It says in verse 12, 28th chapter of Job, but where can wisdom be found and where does understanding dwell? No man can know its value nor is it found in the land of the living. Look at this. It's telling you, look at, real quick, there's a lot more we're going to read. You're in a place right now that you need wisdom and you're in the land of the living. That means you're not going to find it here. You're not going to find it in the books. You're not going to find it in that TV show. You're not going to find it in Oprah. You're not going to find, like, you're not going to find it there. I know you think, oh, that's smart. It's not as smart as you think. It's not found here. Look at verse 14. It says, The ocean depths say, It is not in me. While the sea declares, It is not with me. Verse 15. It cannot be bought with gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Verse 20. From where, uh, from where then does wisdom come, and where does understanding dwell? But God understands its ways, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. Verse 28. And he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Listen, my friend, you cannot find wisdom in the land of the living. You're not going to find it there. You might find book smarts, but you're not going to find God's wisdom. You're not going to find it in what you think is around you. You're not going to find it there. 
You're only going to find it when you pursue after God's word. Many of us have been looking and pursuing wisdom. And we've been looking in all the wrong places. But you must dig for it. See, this is what happens to you when you pursue wisdom God's way. The benefit of pursuing God's wisdom or God's wisdom God's way is that you get the knowledge of God. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 2. Somebody say the knowledge of God. Have you ever heard that before in the knowledge of God? Because the knowledge of man is one thing, but the knowledge of God is intimate information directly from God. The knowledge of God is intimate information directly from God. In other words, you get to know what God knows. You get to know what God knows. And here's the implication of it all. God is now free to share his secrets with you. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord are for those who fear him. The secrets of the Lord are for those who fear him. In other words, think of it like this. You come to church on a Sunday, God reveals something to you. But all of a sudden, you don't hear God again until next Sunday. That doesn't sound right. Right? Something doesn't sound right with that. I heard God on Sunday, but I can't hear him on Monday. Probably because you fear him on Sunday, you just don't fear him on Monday. The secrets of the Lord are to those who fear him. Some of you, you're going to be in a situation where you need wisdom. And I would challenge you. You're probably not going to be able to call your pastor. You're not going to be able to call your leader. But guess who you can call on? God. You can call on God. And you can ask him and say, God, I'm in a situation right now. And because you have intimate information, he can reveal it to you because you fear him. Because you, you want his, you see his presence and you abide by his word. Because you've been abiding by his word and God sees that you've been digging, you've been going after it. He is able to then say, hey, we're intimate. Let me reveal this to you. Let me share this with you. But why would he share something with you if you don't want to be intimate with him? Right? See, a lot of people, that's what they want. God, get me out of this situation. I need some wisdom. But you haven't been fearing him Monday through Saturday. Only on Sunday. Why would he reveal the secrets to you? But that's the great thing is that God wants to reveal these secrets. The Bible says that God spoke to Moses just as he spoke as a friend. My friend, if you're making a bad decision, if you're making bad decisions, it's definitely not coming from God. If you're making bad decisions, I'm telling you right now, the true nature of a thing, in other words, it's true. And if it's the truth, it's probably not coming Oh, excuse me, it must be coming from God. But if the decision you're making is not the truth, more than likely, you didn't get it from God. Because God's nature is true. God's nature is real. So if you really want the answer, if you really want the essence of it, then you're going to pursue after God. See, here is how, here how it works. And I get ready to close right here. This is how you're going to get the true nature of a thing. From his written revelation, you will receive knowledge. But in order to receive that, you need to dig on this knowledge. This is very important. 
If you're going to acquire knowledge, like I shared earlier, what the scripture says, you must go after it. You must set your heart towards it. We have the Bible. And for many of us, myself included, when you read it, it's very difficult to understand. Books have been written on just one word of the Bible. That's how deep the Bible is. Whole books have been written just on one word. Love. And you get a 400-page book on love. But that's how deep the Bible is. So sometimes it, it needs to be broken down. So I would challenge you, for those of you that say, man, I want to get in here. You know what you need to do? Get a Bible dictionary. Get a concordance. And so there are some subjects that you want and need to learn about. Because there's some wisdom that you need. And so what you need to do, take for instance, some of you right now, you need some wisdom on money. How many need some wisdom on money? I'll put my hand up. You need a little bit of wisdom on money. Now this is very important. You don't need more money. You need more wisdom. Because for some of you, if we gave you more money, you would just get more debt. Because you have no wisdom. That's, isn't that the truth? You just put yourself in more debt because you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to perceive the true nature of a thing. Some of you, you're not ready to get married. You know why? Because you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to have a relationship. It's very difficult. And then some of you, you are married, so you need to like uh, uh, get some wisdom right now. You're in it. That's just the way that it is. You need to learn commitment. Amen. You're there. But this is the thing. If you really want to dig for it, you really want to find out, you'll get some concordances, you'll get a dictionary and say, okay, money. Now I'm going to go over everything that's related to money, finances, wealth, prosperity. You'll get in there and you'll dig and you'll find out and say, okay, God, let me acquire this knowledge. Let me get this information. Let me get what does your word say? And then what he does is says, okay, you've been digging. You've been going after it. You've been going after my word. Now I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to give you understanding on how to apply that information here you go so then oh what i never knew this before i wow I, this is crazy you want to know the first time i heard this cuss word i'm going to give you a cuss word right now are you ready you're about to get shocked right now here you go it's a christian cuss word this one shocked me the first time i heard it i was like no that doesn't apply to me but then all of a sudden when it really had to apply to me i went wow here you go ready christian cuss word i'm gonna teach you how to cuss Budget. That's a cuss word to some of you guys. Because you don't like that word. You hate that word. It doesn't apply to me. I make my own money. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. See, and that's the problem. The problem has you. You don't have control of the problem. You don't have any wisdom. You don't know how to handle it. You need wisdom so you can handle the money correctly. When you get wisdom, you learn, oh, that's what a budget is. Oh, that's how I treat men. Oh, that's how I treat women. Oh, that's how I treat my children. Oh, now I've got some wisdom. Now I've got some understanding on how to apply this. See, God will give you the wisdom. All you have to do is ask for it. Look at your neighbor and say, just ask for it. 
Somebody say, just ask for it. See, now when I know what he says, the knowledge, now you get the understanding. And then when you get the understanding, the Holy Spirit will then reveal it to you and you get to be able to apply it all. See, this is what's very important is that many of you, many of us, we have met God. If you're saved, you met God. But do you know him? It's one thing to meet him, but do you know him? See, this is a perfect example. Many of you, you know every single statistic of the latest game of the Raiders. You know everything about the Giants. You know everything about the Niners. You know everything. You know everything about the players. You know everything about the celebrities. You know who divorced who, who's with who. You know all that stuff. This is the crazy thing. If that celebrity passed you by, they don't know you. They don't know anything about you. You just know about them. That's it. You know everything about them, but you could never apply anything because they don't know you. They don't know you. I don't know you like that. You can, don't shake my hand. Don't sit next to me like that. So that's why many of you, you have met God. You just don't know him. You could come to church for five years and still not know him. You could come to church for 20 years and still not know him. It's very possible. See, this is where God says, listen, I want to know you and I want you to know me. You want to know how to do this? I want to give you wisdom. I want to give you application to your life. I want to give you application to your marriage, to your finances, to your education, to your job, to your family. I want to help you with the situation, but you need to get to know me. You need to get to know, and I want to get to know you. See, we sit here and we say, well, God knows everything about me. But yeah, you don't know about him. You need to know to get his ways. His ways are not our ways, but you need to get to know him. And as you get to know him, you'll know his ways. You'll know his ways. And as you know his ways, you'll know that, hey, I shouldn't go over here. That's not God's ways. I shouldn't go over and do this. That's not God's. I shouldn't spend my money over here. That's not God's ways. Why? Because there's an intimacy now. There's an understanding now. You're not the same person that you were before you came to Christ. Now, I'm a new creation. I got a new mind, a new heart, and I got some new wisdom. How many need some new wisdom right now? How many need some fresh wisdom right now? Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise here tonight. Listen, I want to challenge you as he comes to the piano here this evening. I want to challenge you. Every single one of us are making decisions within our life. Many of them are hard decisions. Many of them are difficult decisions. And I would challenge you, the more difficult the decision, the more you should go digging. The more you should go digging. If you're going to make a decision like getting married, I would challenge you, get in there and dig. If you're going to get in there and you're going to buy a house, get in there and dig. If you're going to get in there and you're going to purchase something, like get in there and dig. Just don't treat it as well. Uh, my friend taught me about this and so because and you're getting your friend's wisdom I'm going to tell you right now your friend's wisdom is going to let you down it's going to let you down well all I got to do is just get the credit card and put it across there and oh my gosh you're going to be a slave to MasterCard for the rest of your life that's why it's called MasterCard it's going to master you get some wisdom Stop making these bad decisions. Aren't you tired of making bad decisions? 
Listen, for those of you that have been in relationship after relationship, aren't you tired of having bad relationships? Aren't you tired of that? Man, I'm tired of going after this and going after this and going after that. Start making some good decisions. Make some better decisions. Man, every month, I don't know, I ain't got no money. Start making better decisions. Get smarter with your money. Stop doing the same old, same old. Get off the crazy cycle and say, hey, right here, right now, we're going to stop and I'm going to seek God and I'm going to take some digging and I'm going to get into his word, get his information and the Holy Spirit is going to help me to apply this thing. Spiritual wisdom. The blessings of spiritual wisdom. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. I'm going to make an altar call right now for those that need some spiritual wisdom. Now, I don't mean wisdom to like, well, should I keep this job or not? Like, no, that's your job. You keep it. You're there. Oh, do I have to, you know, keep doing like some of those? You don't need the heavenly wisdom. It's pretty much should be common sense. I'm talking about you're in a situation where you need some wisdom. You need some wisdom right now. You've got a turn ahead and you're reading the signs, but you're not feeling the presence and so if you're here tonight and you're saying you know what pastor I need some wisdom I'm in a situation right now where I need some wisdom I don't need pastoral wisdom I don't need leaders wisdom I don't need my mom or dad's wisdom all of those all of that advice and counsel is great but I need God's wisdom I really really need it if that's you here tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed and you say you know what pastor I, I do need some wisdom and I need God to speak to me and I need to put him in his rightful place in my life because I carry this flame I carry this light I carry this spirit with every head bowed and every eye closed and you're here tonight saying you know what I just I, I need some wisdom here this evening on the count of three I want you to stand to your feet one two three to stand right there where you're at wherever you're at whatever situation you may be in